When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms, and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Anfield Index podcast. I'm your host, Trev Downey. You know where I am. And I'm joined tonight for this episode by Lisa Marie Hanahan and by Cam Branch. So in other words, the uh, team and the gang is back together and uh, we're pressing on with a new show. I didn't make promises um, to everybody that we'd be ch- shaking things up. And I'd like to take complete responsibility for the fact that we're a little bit behind that um, curve of development. And uh, to anybody I reached out to about it, just let them know it's absolutely in the pipeline. I'm just like, if if, if there were a plate spinning competition, uh, you're your host this evening would be winning it uh there's a lot going on and also a lot of podcasts so with that said i do want to ask lisa marie before we ask her how she is what episode number this is welcome to episode 378 of the anfield index podcast yeah you see it's gotten too warm and mellifluous uh, and not cold and detached enough, your robot voice. Oh, well, I really wasn't going for the robot voice there. So <laughs> if you wanted me to do the robot voice, then I, you know, we can do a take two. No, no, we'll, we'll, we'll save that for next week. We'll save that for next week. Um, so, uh, with that established, 378, just let me say, okay, with that established, what uh, am I going to do except ask you how you've been? I'm getting the distinct impression from our we pre-show chat that you've been almost as stressed as I have. I was going to say, I challenge you for the plate spinning award right now. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. It's like that, isn't it? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, right. Yeah. Although I have a feeling mine are more work plates, work related. Um, just got multiple projects going on right now. Um, although I did wrap up officially on Wednesday, the project that I have been working on for 10 years. So, check. Wow. Okay. But, um, yes, a multi-phase master plan renovation of a hospital in North Carolina. I, I set foot on the campus for the very first time in February of 2014. And we had our last project meeting on Wednesday, Valentine's Day. So, yes, the so what, principal what, what's, architect... What's, I'm sorry. 
What's something like that like where you've got 10 years invested into something? So in some ways, you know, from a security point of view, it's kind of safety net. You know, you've got this sort of gig for a decade or more ahead of you and then it's over. I'm sure you welcome and there are no shortage of new opportunities, but you probably get comfortable working with some people and in a place, do you? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Um, It originally was only supposed to take not that long. Um, it's supposed to be more like a five to six year duration. Right. Um, but right. yeah, just things, things happen. Um, and in COVID in the middle of it was, was one of them, of course. Of course, we should have been done actually. Mm. Well, no. Anyway, the original schedule would have had us finishing up as, as COVID hit, but, but we were already pushed out from that regardless. You know, I was telling, um, somebody and, and that isn't the only project I worked on, of course. You know, it's just just one of of many. But I was recounting to a to one of my colleagues. I said I think it was three or four hospital CEOs, two hospital CFOs, either three or four CNOs—that's chief nursing officer. Um, and I think maybe we were at five, if not six, COOs. <laughs> For this facility, not to mention various department leaders, et cetera, et cetera, that that had come and gone. So um, a wide range of people that I got acquainted with over the years. And it is telling that the hospital's facilities manager retired at the end of this project and the principal architect <laughs> retired. At the end of this project. Yeah, you've seen them all off. <laughs> <laughs> they they figured this was as good a lot a good of place as any to draw a line in the sand, I suppose. So anyway. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Well. So it made me ask Mr. H. So, you know, what do you think? He goes, Yeah, there would need to be some lifestyle changes. I said, Yeah, that's not happening. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so well things like mortgage and college <laughs> tuition. <laughs> we're, we're just going to have to keep uh, flirting outrageously with the concept of retirement to you and I for yeah. a while yet. And I feel, I feel, given the uh, monumental year that's coming up for our pal here, that Cam, you're not going to be retiring anytime soon either, are you? Disgusting word, that. <laughs> is it? Is it though? <laughs> Wouldn't it be glorious? Well, you know, it's just a pipe dream. Just yeah. <laughs> but I was looking, I was checking something else actually. So, um, whilst you were talking, so, um, you threw in a very, very big word right at the beginning there, Trey. Oh, yeah. Refuous. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Adjective of a sound pleasingly smooth and musical to hear. There you go. There you go. That's that's our that's our southern bell for you, right? Indeedy, indeedy. <laughs> yeah. 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 This, uh, um, normal English accent doesn't quite cut it, really, does it? What are we doing? Uh, what are we doing? Wrong. I, I think the other way around. I think my voice is just whatever, ho hum, and and I love listening to you and both of you talk. Any of them? Any any of the any of you over there across the big pond? Well, <laughs> any, so. any of you lot. There's a there's a phrase in Irish, um, in Gaelic. It's on rud is on of is which means what's rare is wonderful. 
And I think that's probably what you're experiencing there, you know. Uh, whereas for us, um, the old drawl is uh, not something we hear down the ASDA or, <laughs> or in the Londis or wherever I happen to be at the time. So we are looking at um, a very interesting period ahead for the Reds. And this one is going to be... Um, we do our best sometimes to avoid uh, overtly footy shows, but we can't really. There are quite a lot of topics to talk about. We didn't really get into our last show was kind of in the wake of finding out the news and trying to not be overly emotional. Um, quite a lot of ears on that show, by the way, you two. Fair play. I was speaking to um, uh, Commander Gibbo there, and he reckoned it was um, probably the most listened to show on the Klopp topic. So uh, I hope hope you're uh, prepared for whatever you said there to have resonated because a lot of people listened. Um, Are you sure they weren't just tuning in to wish me happy birthday? Oh, well, of course, I never thought of that. <laughs> it's all about me, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I've always had the slightest worry, and I'm sure Brainchill bat me up here, that if we were to just give you enough rope, you could turn into an awful diva altogether, you know? <laughs> I, w- I have I've always had that worry, Lisa Maria. Well, you know, Trav, it takes one to know one. It does it does it does? Fair play to you. Yeah, yeah. If you didn't say that, Brange was going to say it. So I was ready. I was there. <laughs> yeah, all I was I've, sat, I've basically wandered into a target range there with a big um, circle. Yeah, you, you just sort of open that door very, very wide and invite us all in. So. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> love you. Love you, Trev. Yeah, yeah. Love Ain't it. Uh, <laughs> we, we have, uh, we have plenty of fully related topics to, to talk about. I think now that there's been a little bit of distance um, since the club news and we can all sort of, we've all, you know, come to terms with the concept in whatever fashion we have. Wouldn't mind a little chat later on down the line in this show if we get a chance about um, anyone you might have as some of the emerging candidates. Um, we'll do that if, if we get the opportunity. I certainly do want to talk to you a little bit about the most recent news that we've had um, breaking just this evening about Alison Becker. We'll probably start there. Uh, and then we also have the injury to Trent as well and the knock-on effect that may have. We also had the flu bout, which uh, kind of um, hit the squad recently too. Um, so there's um, been quite a lot of obstacles to overcome and we did have that one possibly the only really bad result of the season in terms of poor performance and poor result uh, which was the defeat to Arsenal Uh, I think that was disappointing for everybody Um, the re-emergence of of them as like you know incredibly likely candidates for the title now according to the media Um, and Manchester City having the game in hand um, and all that that entails so there's lots of places we can take it, but I want to start the, the 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 discussion on what might potentially be the most sort of negative note, uh, having to cope now with Alison Becker, who we have seen it confirmed. I'm reliably informed by both of you. I I haven't seen it um, anyone, but I believe you one of you quoted um, David Lynch. Uh, saying that the hamstring injury has been confirmed for Ali and it'll be whatever it'll be. I mean, I, 
these things can have a very varying um, sort of level of time to recover from, depending on the severity, obviously. Um, but he will not be going to um, Brentford. He will not play against Luton, likely. And then we've got the Carling Cup final, which, um, as we said beforehand, and Lisa Marie, you were the one that pointed out, was likely to be Queen's game anyway. So he gets a run in the team. And to be honest with you, I'll start with you, Lisa Marie. Um, after what could have been considered a wobbly and rusty looking start or reintroduction to the first team when he was needed last time out, I think increasingly uh, appearance on appearance and particularly the last one, I thought he's done very, very well. I'll be honest. I, I, I was, I thought he made a couple of great interventions um, and a couple of fantastic saves and a couple of just gen- generally good pieces of positional goalkeeping work, um, solid enough on the crosses and on his handling and things like that, good with his passing. Uh, it's not perhaps as big a worry as everybody initially jumped to this evening because we all know what Twitter's like. Oh, well, yes. I mean, you know, panic stations immediately. Um, no, I, I and of course, I didn't see the Burnley game um, live because I was at a dance competition. Um, only one more of those to go by the way, everybody. This season. So, but I did go back and kind of, you know, watch, the, of course, listen to Raw um, afterwards and, and, you know, and then did kind of go back and just sort of, I didn't watch the full game start to finish, but caught the highlights. And, and I think you're right. And I mean, you know, it's the whole thing that I kind of mutter at any podcast <laughs> anyway, when people are, you know, a bit down on Queeving is that he doesn't get to play. And, you know, you, we, we talk all the time about players needing rhythm and everything. And, and I think it's, it, it's difficult to, to fairly judge somebody, you know, when, when they, you know, get a game once, you know, once every few months or whatever, but, you know, he had that decent, you know, he had a few games put together back before Christmas, I think when, when Allie had another little injury and, you know, and with every match he looked better. Um, and so I was happy to see him play well um, last weekend. And, and again, you know, if, if we're thinking on it, and, and I said this to, to both you and you and Cam before we, you know, Mike's went live is, okay, so it's Brentford. And, and I'm not saying that they're a pushover, but, you know, okay. But he played last week, playing again. So he's not necessarily going in as cold as, as he might have. And then we played Luton midweek. And then he, you know, Klopp has mentioned that the cup, you know, final was to be his anyway. So if anything, it makes me feel a little bit better about him playing in the cup final that, that, you know, he's going to have a few games in succession leading up to that. So, um, yeah. and then, you know, and, you know, again, it happened in training today. You know, all we know really is what's in that, you know, David Lynch tweet. It happened to training. He stayed back for it to be assessed. And, you know, and let's see. Um, you know, we, we just we just need to see. I, I don't know. I, I generally don't feel the need to panic on some of this injury stuff until we have more than he's got an injury. <laughs> yeah, know. yeah. Because <laughs> you, you, you don't know. And um, we saw we saw. The initially the same outlet um, who were being quoted left, right and centre this afternoon were the same crowd who reported about the Dom Sabozlai incident and then we are uh, injury. And then we had loads of people saying, ah, what are you talking about? You can't trust that lot. 
but we still haven't seen Tabozlai. Uh So, uh, you know, he, he is whatever he is injury wise. And it's, it was going to be a period of time anyway. So, um, we just don't know is the short version. You wait and you hear whatever tidbits you can get from Kloppo in the press conference, which are often patent bollocks when it comes to injury anyway, either deliberately so or because, um, when he says things like it'll be a small, small injury, then the universe says, <laughs> screw you, Clapo, and it's going to be a Tiago style one. Who knows? But we don't seem to have a huge amount of through line there between um, what we hear and what actually transpires. And Cam, that's a good point that Lisa Marie makes that in a weird kind of way. It could perhaps be beneficial for the team ultimately in terms of um, the potential for short-term silverware here. Um, that Quivian is likely to play the games um, leading up to and including that final, having come off the back of a good one recently. Can't hurt, can it? Um, no. That they can develop a better understanding with the backboard and, and the rest of the team. And I... I just think, you know, looking at the runner games we've got, um, there's there's no good time to lose the best goalkeeper in the world, obviously. But like Lisa Maria said, we, you know, Klopp has confirmed he was definitely going to be playing the, the cup final. So we've got Brentford tomorrow, which is going to, which is going to be a challenge because uh, we know how good they are uh, at set pieces and in the air. And that's where, you know, your Virgil and Ibu have got to, Step up and and do a do a job there. Um, make sure you know we we do give them the protection because ultimately you know every keeper needs protection against a team like Brentford in those situations. So um, it, it, I just think you'll be fine. Um, I'm not overly stressed about it. Uh, he is a is a good keeper. He's a he's a Premier League quality keeper. He's shown that on numerous occasions. He did have a good game against Burnley. He made a couple of really good saves. And um, I, I, for one, I'll actually try and look forward to seeing him in, being in goal because at the end of the day, uh, we want him to do well for the next two games to have a great game in the cup final and, um, you know, get us the first trophy of the season. Yeah, and that's probably a good way for us to go into this because you've both mentioned it on paper, even with a reduced squad. Brentford and Luton are games that Liverpool should be winning if we're going to maintain our position as league leaders or at least, you know, um, joint favourites for the title or whatever. Um, so it, it, it's it's not even to, dimin- to diminish them as opponents. Brentford have a very good record against us, especially at especially their place. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we... we we haven't had a good time there and um they're was very free free last season yeah yeah and they had a they had that win there before they, they're very capable of doing a number on us and yeah. we, we we have to be aware of that as as Luton were surprisingly good the last time we played them as well in terms of the challenge that they posed uh you know surprisingly so and Lucky so point in the end yeah, it kind of, right. So uh, it, there's 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 a there's no way you're taking anything for granted. It's not a dismissive thing, but like if you're going to be where we need to be coming into that Carling Cup final or league, what the hell Carabao, whatever it is, I keep like, I've called it about eight different names this week. Uh, then you are going to need to win those games 
one way or the other. And I think we may, even despite the loss of Ali now uh, and Trent being confirmed there a couple of days ago as being out for quite a long time, I think he is... I think the rumour, Cam, was that he's going to miss the Carling... Or, I did it again. The <laughs> League Cup final as well, right? That is the Trent news, wasn't it? Or the latest take on it? Yeah, I think he's actually yeah. definitely to the international break anyway. Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. Right. So maybe that means you won't go play for England and get hurt again. Yeah, well, you would like to think that's possible, but the, it leaves us it leaves us in an interesting situation. I want to tackle this league thing first. Um, and we're not going to go full Hendrick on it here and take all the fixtures for all the teams and go through them individually. But I would say that if you look at the schedules ahead of Arsenal and City and us, you would say probably that we're not doing too bad. I don't think there's a whole lot between them, to be honest. I think it's, I think it's kind of, um, it, it it feels a little bit cherry picking or looking at things with certain t- uh, tints in your glasses to say that one person has a much better chance than the other. The only thing I would say is that quite obviously City and Arsenal have that Champions League and both of them uh, will be very anxious to do well in those competitions, which will put an added strain on the squads. And you wouldn't be surprised. I'd be very disappointed uh, if if um, Olego had manages to keep his crew going till the very end under such circumstances. I really, really do look forward to the day where they do implode because they're very difficult to put up with uh, as as an entity for me at the moment. And so uh, what I'm saying here in a long winded way is, Cam, and we'll I'll start with you on this one. From the league perspective, where, how how much wind is in your sails? Because although City have that game in hand, they do have to play us at Anfield. So it is quite literally still in our hands. If we win everything, we win the league. It's obviously a huge ask. But if we win everything, beat City, uh, uh, if we beat City and win more games than City between now and the end of the year, we win the league. So there's a real opportunity, isn't there? Yes, there is. But then, you know, it's head over heart, isn't it? Or heart over head, whichever way you want to go with it. Your heart says we're going to, we're going to do it. Your head says, are we? There's always, you know, there's more doubt say that we won't do it than say we will do it. Obviously, City have got to play Arsenal yet as well. So, you know, all three teams are going to be dropping points before the end of the season. The question is, 
who's going to drop those points where and then who's going to take advantage of those points that the other teams drop. And we've never been good at that. Whenever whenever we've been challenging the City over the last few years, we've never taken advantage of when they've dropped points. And I think that's going to be the crucial key to who wins the league this year, who can maintain that you know, for want of a better word, momentum. We, we've had to pick ourselves up again and start again after that defeat at Arsenal. And, you know, um, it was a, a functional, uh, that's the word I'll use, performance against uh, Burnley last week. Um, wasn't I was there in the new Anfield Road end with Gags and um, Armando and his cousin. And uh, tell you what, that new stand is it's something else. It really is. It looks beautiful. It, it looks, looks nice. gorgeous. Yeah. The second yeah. time I've been in there, and I'm, I'm telling you, it, it is something else. It's you know we're we're very very lucky to have a have that stadium and the way it's been redeveloped. And um, you just wish there was some way they could do the other two stands as well. Um, I don't think it can happen because of the um, uh, the logistics side of things for you know the the footfall of how many people are around the stadium, but. If they could do those two stands as well, we'd end up with something like a 70,000 seat or 80,000, you know, 70, even if it was a 70,000 seat stadium, you know, it, it would surpass anything by far. Really would. So I know yeah. And the fact is, the f- no, 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 no. It's, 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 it's a, it's a great point, Cam, because uh, I, again, I was lucky enough to have an experience of being in the ground recently as well. And even just apart from anything else, there's been a lot of discussion because of Kloppo and his decision about FSG. Of course, there has. Um, and the one thing that you'd have to say, the fact that we are still at Anfield, not in some greenfield site with some soulless bowl. Um, of a stadium. Um, I, I, it means a lot, man. It means a lot. And, you know, sitting in the slap bang in the middle of the Kenny looking over at that gorgeous uh, new stand, uh, even though there was a, a little tear that was unfilled against Chelsea on the 31st of January, um, yeah. it looks kind of magnificent. But then to see it full the last night on TV, you're looking, wow, that is just impressive. And you're, you're so right. If, if it could be done all the way around, you know, imagine something along the lines of those wonderful plans that we saw from those uh, American uh, um, um, charlatans that we we uh, we we had as owners a while ago. Uh, do you remember the pictures of the potential um, design for the cop? It was just stunning. You know, it was just going to be this all oh, really intimidating wall of fans and. Something like that would be very cool indeed. But look, it is what it is. And Lisa Marie, the reason I want I, I wanted to, to to talk about this, I want to get your take on the. Because um, you all are just trying um, to make me jealous because you've been to Anfield recently and I haven't. Uh huh. Fine, accomplished. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of knew you wouldn't be able to help yourself there, but uh, I do want to get your take on the on the on the league thing because look, what I was trying to do was it was on the back of of one of Dave's daily reds, and he got me thinking about fixtures and stuff, and I went looking at them myself, and I'm just looking Arsenal's fixtures because it's Arsenal, um, and you don't know what they are yet. You can see potential bumps and, and difficulties. And if they manage to get past the next round of the Champions League, I, I think their heads may start to wobble a little bit. 
City, though, because it's City, you just expect them to win every game because they're a boring machine club. And it's just it's just so just depressingly predictable. The only thing I could see for City was there's a little run of games where from the 10th of March, they play us at Anfield. Then they go away to Brighton. Then they've got Arsenal at home. And then they have Aston Villa at home. And I'm thinking, well, that's the spell right there where they either emerge as the strong favourites and likely winners of the Premier League, or that's where they wobble. I don't know what you thought, but just looking elsewhere, I just I don't see any other teams that can lay a glove on them. No, you're I mean, you're right. And and you know what Cam was saying before was right as well, that we just and you know, part of me just wants to say we just need to put our head, you know, just need to put our heads down and worry about us and not worry about what City's doing or what Arsenal's doing or what just win our games because that's the only thing we have, you know, any control over is, you know, we being the Liverpool team, not you or me or anyone. But, you know, that's what what Klopp and the players can control is their own game. They have no control over what's going on with, with City or with Arsenal or, or, you know, or any of the other opponents. And so it, it is important for us, for them to just stay the course and, and we pick up all the points we can and just, you have to hope, but you, but you're right talking about these city matches. They've also got Brighton in the middle there too, away, which I mean, earlier in the season, I might've had a little more hope, per se than I do now because Brighton hasn't been doing as well but it is a way if nothing else it's a long trip um so yeah you know maybe it'll just tire them out um so you know I think there is that that is probably their their rougher you know they've just got kind of a harder patch of games together with plus with whatever they've got going on in Champions League and um as well so yeah, I mean, we just we all we can do is is hope that they drop they drop some points here and there, and we and more importantly, we don't drop any points, and we just stay the course. Yeah, what's thoroughly depressing though there is that we have to hope that both City and Arsenal go um, far into the competition in the Champions League so that it continues yeah. to be a drain on them. But of course, the flip side of that is that they're going deep into the Champions League competition, which is thoroughly depressing as a concept, especially <laughs> the idea of Arsenal being their city, obviously uh, have very much let themselves down in terms of how many of those trophies they've won. Uh, it should be much more. And um, it's it's a, a, a constant delight to me that, that it isn't. Um, the last thing I want to see them do is win another one. But if it was enough to distract from us sneaking, <laughs> sneaking over the Premier League, they can have whatever they want. I don't give a shit because all I want is for this season to end with Liverpool champions and Klopp going out in style. Um, yeah. We have a very specific selection, a couple of very specific selection issues. So if the goalkeeper situation looks after itself, I'm going to drop the first one of these on you first, Lisa Marie, and then come back um, to Cam on it, because it is an interesting one. And I'm going to sicken you again now, because I have a very specific personal angle on this. Um, with the... The, 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 the bout of flu uh, coming to an end, we hope. And with um, Connor Bradley 
returned to the squad and the fold after his very tragic loss. Um, there is a sort of very interesting selection scenario going on because we now have both Robbo and Costas Simicus back. So nominally our first choice left back and our second choice left back. Joe Gomez, who was so good there, is now back from the flu as well. Uh, and Connor Bradley, who was probably one of the most impressive performances I've ever seen live uh, against Chelsea. He was outrageous. He, it was silly how good the kid was. Um, you don't expect him after what he's been through to come back um, at that sort of level. But over time, he will. And so this is going to be a very interesting situation. And I guess what I'm saying to you in a long-winded fashion is, yes, we'll miss Trent clearly. How can you not miss Trent Alexander-Arnold as best? Every team would want him. Um, He's even being rumoured to be a a potential uh, uh, Real Madrid signing yet again uh, over the summer. But we do have a lot more choice now. We could see a situation where you go Joe right back uh, Robbo left back and you could have um, Ibu back in the fold now alongside um, alongside uh, Virgil and that's nominally perhaps currently our best defensive unit right there. You wouldn't be sorry to see Bradley playing. You wouldn't wince if you saw Joe at left back and Robbo not necessarily uh, being rushed into game after game. It's nice to have these, ch- uh, this at least to have some ch- options available at this stage. It is. It is absolutely. Um, I think my at least preference for Saturday is sort of what you, you listed there initially is Robertson at right or at left back, Virgil and, um, Kanate, you know, for center back. And then I think Joe at right back, just because I think, you know, Obviously, you know, Connor was out for personal reasons, not, you know, not for injury per se, but, but away at Brentford might, you know, maybe he comes in off the bench later on, but I I think that might be a little, a little much for a start. You know, maybe have him start against Luton, you know, midweek. Yeah, Yeah, we're at the look after him. Yeah. Yeah. The, The crowd will look after him. Yeah. 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 So that, that's kind of my thought as far as a back four where, you know, what I'm, I'm hoping and, and even thinking that, that Klopp is going to go with tomorrow and, and we'll see if I'm right. Cam, what about yourself? Is there any other variation that you see? Do you see, for example, him coming back? And let's move it up the field a little bit as well, because it would seem to me that now we also have a little bit of choice, although we had the very sad side of Tiago appearing and disappearing uh, like the uh, mythical creature that he is. We still do have some options available now with, with Endo back uh, and Curtis, even though Dom Sabozlai and his, his uh, um, outrageous talent is not available to us. So like in both areas, in both areas of the field, we've got two absolute starters in Dom and Trent, and yet there are choices available. Talk to us around what you envisage the back four being over the next two games. Do you think he's going to shuffle it about? What do you think he goes with tomorrow? What do you reckon to that sh- uh, shout of uh, Connor getting his opportunity against Luton rather than against Bradford if he's going to get it at all? Um, 
is there any way in which he doesn't deserve to get it given how outrageously good he was in the last game that he played so a couple of things there talk to us about the defence in the midfield and the makeup of them as far as you would like to see it oh I'd like to see oh what a well like, I genuinely don't know what Klopp is going to do tomorrow with with the full backs the centre backs speak for themselves there's no doubt about that but Robbo, does Robbo deserve a starting place over Joe Gomez? That's the biggest question for me there. It's not whether Bradley deserves to start against um, um, Brentford. I think, personally, I think Bradley and Joe both deserve to start. I don't think Robbo has, despite how brilliant he is, deserves is just to walk back into the team. Um, because at the end of the day, why would you drop Joe Gomez? Because he's not been playing badly. It's not like he hasn't been a more than able substitute. Obviously, he's not as creative as Robbo going forward, but he does provide us of that defensive stability. And I think tomorrow's game is more about defensive stability rather than our attacking intent. So I would possibly say it's Robbo who misses out tomorrow in the defence. That's a great shout because Robbo's done very well in sort of... Uh, sorry, um, Joe's done very well at left back. Um, and again, just for all the haters who were telling me I was a madman, uh, I did say, uh, it's rare, rare I do this, but I did actually say that I was, I was looking forward to seeing that as an option. And I was roundly told that Costa Simicus is the only option there available and should be the only option available. I think Joe has been our most impressive performer in that particular position over the, over the season. Um, I think he's got the best, the, chunk of performances there he's just been great for the team when he's come in and what he does cam is he sort of does a bit of a trent role because he kind of he, he comes in field quite a lot he doesn't hold he the does. width like robbo does he, he steps into the middle of the field not quite in that inverted trent role but because he's right footed and he does link play very well he's a solid citizen with his passing yeah he sort of does what i mean he did a, there was one pass he did in the arsenal game uh, from the inverted role that was and he and he zipped it quite low it wasn't on the ground but it was in the air and he zipped it from one side of the pitch to the other and it was like Virgil going to doing the pass to Mo um, and it, it was just a phenomenal pass and, and that he could do that because it was his right foot and he's obviously he's right footed but ultimately you still need a left footed player there I, I've, I'm not I'm not I was not one of those who agreed with him playing at left back. I don't think he ultimately should have been playing left back, but you know, I'm happy to have been proven wrong that, you know, he, he, he was more than capable. We do lose a lot of the overlap though with him being at left back. That's the only downside because he he's not gonna put a cross in with his left foot. He's he's not gonna, you know, go past that defender on the outside. And then even if he does, he's gonna look to cut back in on his right foot. And that, and you you've just got James Milner all over again to a point, but a much better version of James Milner playing at left back. You know, he did play 36 games at left back, if I remember rightly, um, or something to that effect. Um, but going to the midfield, uh, um, I think uh, Endo is a given. I think McAllister is a given. I think Curtis Jones is a given. I think those are the three you're going to start in the middle. Um, I, I don't think there's much else really left you know, that you can 
start with over those three. I think um, you're going to need that physicality uh, against Brentford. They're going to try and bully us. And Endo, you know, he, he's no fool. He's no mug. McAllister, we know what he's about. He's probably been our most consistent and best midfielder throughout the season, I'd like to say. Although some will come at me and say, you know, it was Dom, but Dom did tail off and others will say it's Curtis. But I think just over the number of games played, I think McAllister has been just wonderful. His, the duels he wins, you know, his passing ability, he's just been excellent. Um, last week he struggled a bit because suddenly he wasn't playing the six and he suddenly, it was like he was playing in a brand new role. So, um, Hopefully they've had a week to work on it. And, um, you know, he was much better in the second half last week when he switched sides. And, you know, um, obviously he went to the left and um, Harvey came out, came on in the second half and um, he, he, he was excellent as well. So, but like I say, that's, that's the midfield three for me. Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others. On EPL Index, we don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a Tad Predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa. He does Anfield Index. He presents a tad predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL roundtable there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yes, that's. I think it's a good shout, and it, it, this is a good good time to bring you in, uh, Lisa Marie, as the nominal mother of Harvey Elliott. Uh, we should just say that he has a reputation now, and it's not um, unfounded. In fact, it's very, very warranted for being a very effective introduction of the bench, uh, as opposed to starter and it's hard to see Kloppo looking beyond the three that he that that Cam has mentioned there because they are the three best midfielders that we've got and they can work in a unit um I'm just aware that there's going to be rotation I don't like a world in which we're throwing Cody Gakpo in there I certainly think it's less than ideal for Harvey to be in there but Jurgen disagrees and sometimes Harvey disagrees in a way that's very inspiring like the last game when he came in and he was absolutely fantastic. So, I mean, what's your shout for what the midfield composition should be like in the strongest version of what we've currently got available? Well, um, I guess the lack of controversy, I, I agree with what Cam was saying. I, I think it needs to be Indo, McAllister and Jones. Um, I like Harvey off the bench and every time he comes in and puts in, you know, one of those sort of high energy performances, I think of something you said, and I don't remember if it was on Raw, it was on some podcast, you said it a couple, a year or so ago, where you talked about Harvey, and I don't know if you even remember saying this, having toddler energy, 
you know, where you just (laughs) constantly. Yeah. yeah. And I think of it every time because it's, it it was just a spot on description. And in anyway, I just, but, and I think that's, I mean, that's just a, that's a strength that he brings coming off the bench like that is, I mean, you know, any player coming in off the bench obviously is, you know, is, is fresher or more, you know, is going to have a higher energy level than, than someone who's been playing since the, you know, the initial kickoff. But I think it, you, it's combined with that, you know, especially if we're behind or whatever, he is going to literally lay his life down for that team, you know, as a, as a childhood Liverpool fan. Um, so I'm liking seeing him, you know, it's not a typical, you know, um, mother shout, you know, where we generally want our children to start every game all the time. But <laughs> but I feel that it allows him. God, I do sound like his mother right now. Um, but no, but I think it plays to his strengths is for him to come in as, you know, as that super sub role. You hear that, you know, you hear that term thrown around. Um, and, and Cam, I told Trev after, I think it was after Chelsea that I've also adopted Connor Bradley too. Cause I mean, if you've got four kids, you might as well have five. And now I have, you know, five aside team. So, um, Connor is also <laughs> my, uh, my other adoptive son. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. You, you haven't gone full, um, stage mom Zilla. Stage here. mom. Yeah. yeah I'm, 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 I'm highly impressed that neither. I say that for the dance competitions. You know, I got to pace myself. Yeah. <laughs> neither of the of the lads got a look in in your team selection so far now the last remaining option for us to talk about in terms of what is our strongest attack uh, going forward uh, say for example in the game that you are in, a, in the final and, and, and I guess away at Brentford um, what is our strongest attack and we have the joyous um, images of young Mohamed Salah returning to the fold in terms of training um, I didn't hear Klopp's presser today, so I don't know uh, if he had any qualifying remarks to make about Mo or Mo's fitness or whatever. But Mo Salah is not the guy that comes off the bench, really. Mo just starts when he's ready. And if he's ready, I believe he'll start. I'm fully expecting him to see, uh, to, uh, fully expecting to see him take the take the field against Brentford and frankly everyone else between now and the season at the end of the season. Um, <laughs> assuming that he's back to his usual unbreakable Mo self, I just don't see him getting rested. I see him playing every single game, and I really hope that's the kind of um, nick that he's in now. And it's very interesting because I guess it would be very harsh on Luis Diaz, but I think it would be fair enough to say that it's Jota, um, Darwin and Mo, and I would love to see the three of them playing together a bit because I like the idea of either Jota or Darwin doing bits over on the left-hand side. Um, probably by choice you'd go with Darwin there because he has experience there and he has just the capacity to uh freak defenders out um, as we've seen on a regular basis and Jota does have that goal poaching thing where it's probably a good idea for him to be central that would be my nominally um, strongest attack Cam, would you have any issues with that? Uh, is there a Diaz or a Gakpo or any other um, factor in it for you? I wouldn't stop Mo 
You wouldn't start Bob. Not not tomorrow. Oh no! Right. Okay. Well, so let, yeah. let's take it in a two-part. What I was talking about was what is your strongest attack for you? Oh, strongest like, attack. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously the moves are moves are given, isn't it? Um, and then yeah, I'd, I'd go with what you said, uh, uh, Darwin, and just the shits and giggles, really, for me, and the um, and the energy he brings. He he does bring so much vibrancy to the attack and you know the chaos is probably the word there as well and then Jota just because simply he's he's our best finisher and that, that is really really difficult for and harsh on uh Luis Diaz um he, he's just still I don't know he's 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 hit and miss a lot um and you could say the same about Darwin obviously but um just yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go with that, with those three uh, or, uh, you, as much as possible to start, definitely. But you don't reckon there's a chance of Mo starting tomorrow? You think he's going to be held in abeyance because of the injury? You think they're going to yeah, yeah, reintroduce yeah. him slowly? Yeah, you, you've got we, we've seen what's happened with uh, Trent and Dom. You know, yeah. why, why, why take the risk? So um, we, we don't want to go down that road. Let's. Um, be a bit sensible <laughs> in how we tr- bring these players back into the team after, after you know, it's, uh, what's been quite a serious injury. So, um, yeah. no, don't, don't, no point rushing them. I mean, no disrespect to Brentford, but the, the front three we've had over the last few games have been doing quite well. So, they all scored last game. So, do yeah. they deserve, do, do any of them deserve to be dropped tomorrow? No, they don't. <laughs> Yeah, on performance, I would argue that possibly Luis wasn't effective. Uh, but he did take a great goal, and it was a very brave finish. So it's as you say, game. I mean, it was. And, and if 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 a, if a forward is scoring, it should excuse a lot. In fact, it often has for for Diogo Jota, for example, where he's been pretty wagon performance wise. But he's there, and he's getting the ball over the line. So I guess, yeah, it's a very good point you make. Score, uh, strikers are and forwards are there to score, and if they're doing that, then you forgive them an awful lot. Um, it's good to have at least one option in each of the major areas of the field at the moment uh, to come in and make a big difference. A couple, as we have in the defence, um, probably only one that we can make in midfield as things currently stand. Um, but uh, we'll be, I suppose, upbeat rather than anything else in terms of what's ahead of us. As we say, when we're recording this on the Friday night, we play within a few hours uh, at Brentford. Then we've got Luton in the midweek and it'll be uh, after those two games and before the Carling Cup final, before we speak again. So we'll have a good idea about our league position. And it's hard, I think, sometimes for someone like me, who's very old fashioned uh, in terms of how I prioritise things. Uh, to get too excited, really, about the League Cup final. I do understand the trophy and the old chestnut about that's why Liverpool exists, is to win trophies and all that. I I fully get that. And it is part of a potential uh, uh, very, very unprecedented quadruple that is 
possible. So I do get it. I do get it. But for me, Lisa Marie, I'm, I'm prioritizing these two league games because I want our man to win the big one. And there is no leeway. We can't be anything other than all out for every single league game. We can't give these guys an opportunity to get any um, sort of daylight between us and them, whether it is Arsenal or uh, the inevitable city. So for me, these two games ahead of it are even more priority. I know there'll be people listening to to their devices now and shaking their head and going, what are you talking about? If it's a final. So I'm just being honest. That's my opinion. Where, where do you stand in terms of that? Um, because I understand it's very different for very, for, for different people, uh, regardless of how long they've been supporting or uh, just people have different priorities. Where What would yours be in the next three games? Well, yes, the league, definitely the league. Um, but I do think kind of like what we saw season before last, the winning of the cup was such momentum for us, you know, to, to get through the rest of the season or I, or I think it was, you know, I mean, mm, yeah, fair. So I, I, uh, um, yeah, so I am I'm a little bit torn, but no, I mean, I, I, I do think the league is certainly a priority, but I, I really, <laughs> I'm going to sit here and argue with myself. You should have given me time to argue with myself before I had to answer. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I think winning that final next weekend is, is probably almost equally as important, if, if that makes sense mm. from a momentum standpoint. Um, you know, to, to push us with the league and, and, you know, and with the, with the Europa as well, um, just to, to give them that kind of high or confidence or whatever you want to call it, momentum, you know, I can use all kinds of words that'll just as, you know, we have to kind of grind through the next couple months. I mean, you know, we're already seeing it with, it seems like just I mean, not, Earlier, to, I, I did not hear Klopp's press conference, but I saw a couple bits and pieces, you know, on social media that, you know, we're really we were looking to be in a pretty, pretty good shape. I mean, yeah, we knew Trent's out for a couple weeks, but Dom should be back, I think, you know, within the next week or so. You know, it was just kind of looking good. And then, of course, now we get the Allison injury news. And it, so I just I think having that first trophy, you know, on the shelf for the season could just be that, you know, a little bit of lift that they, that they need. I just, I feel like, especially, you know, I mean, if we were up against say city in that final or, or, or Tottenham, you know, just Chelsea has been such a freaking train wreck that I think losing to them in that final would be just tragic. Yeah, they have got a little bit of form together lately, they sadly, have. Um, they have, which is, which is, is, is a worry. Is a bit of a worry, yeah. But I just, overall, though, they, nice they, to they, they tomorrow such a hot mess. When they play City. I'm sorry, what, Cam? It would be nice to see that form against City. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, I don't think tomorrow, it w- this weekend, anyway. I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> This is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. 
My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, mag boxes and games consoles. Visit libertyshield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. I don't yeah, think it works sorry. like that um, when when City are, are are playing in the league. It just doesn't seem to work like that, no. sadly. <laughs> but 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 Cam, to to ask you that same question, maybe with a different, uh, slightly different bent on it. I look back on the potential, you know, the real quadruple <laughs> to be not to be an, an asshole about the Europa League uh, season that we had. And I, I, look, I'll be honest with you, man. It doesn't give me any. I don't. I don't I don't get any jollies out of that season. Oh, we won the FA Cup and the League Cup and yeah, yeah, it was great. I'm not I'm famously not a day out merchant. I'm all about the big trophy. I'm all about the European Cup. I want to win the league. Uh they're the things that help me to sleep at night, to put a smile on my face for no reason as I'm walking around aimlessly in town or out in my garden or in the gym. I just smile all of a sudden thinking <laughs> we're the fucking league champions or we've, we're the European champions. That's the kind of thing that makes me... I, I get no kicks in retrospect from the, 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 the two trophies. At the time, I loved it. And was it? It was a joyous occasion, and the whole season then was a, a, an almighty disappointment because of missing out on the two big honours. But I can't look back on them and take them as any great consolation. That's just how I am. But so, so that's probably feeding into why I said what I said to Lisa Marie. What about you? In terms of you're saying no, you don't start Mo tomorrow. Um, you know, easing back in all that kind of stuff. I, I see where you're going with that, but I, the reason I'm tempted to go as strong as possible is so that we don't cough up any points in these next two league fixtures so that we do go into the League Cup final um, with actually the momentum that Lisa Marie speaks about and the status of still being top of the league. Yeah, yeah I hear you, Greg, but with the Mo thing, I just, like I said, I, I don't want him being risked tomorrow. Um, I still think we should ultimately have enough to beat Brentford. They... They're not brilliant at the moment, but doesn't mean to say they won't be brilliant tomorrow. But, you know, that's by the by um, for that. Um, I wanted to win the, the Carabao Cup final um, because we're there. We're in the final. Um, and, you know, if if we were going to get knocked out and not win it, it should have been the first round. And, you know, you don't think about it after that. But now we're there, we, we've got to go and win it. Pointless going there otherwise. Um Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of the FA Cup, as everybody knows. I love the FA Cup. Um, I think um, the tradition of it, despite what may have happened and the way it's been treated by the authorities, uh, to diminish the the value and the meaning of it, I just think it's a glorious trophy to win because of of what it is. But that's just me being a sentimental old fart. 
Um, when it comes to the other two, being the biggest club in the world that we are, um, you know, and I'll fight, I'll die on that hill. Um, you only remember how many leagues you win. You only remember how many European Cups you win. You don't remember how many FA Cups you win. You don't remember how many League Cups you win. You don't remember how many Europa Leagues you win. You don't remember how many UEFA Cups, which is the same thing you win. You don't remember how many Cup Winners Cups you win. You don't. Rem- you will remember your World Club Championships, but you won't remember your Super Cups. Yeah. Yeah. You only remember the ones that actually truly, truly count. Nineteen and six and one. They're the numbers that count ultimately. Yeah. And we are the most successful club in Britain in that regard. I'm going to ask you at this point, both you and Lisa Marie, to have a think about the topic of the much touted um, options for Liverpool as we look into next season because we don't have time to do it now and I said I'd get you out of here at the top of the hour and I've already gone about five minutes over but we're got, we'll do around about an hour here we'll do another couple of minutes to wrap it up so have a think about that topic for the next day if you would both of you um, from the information you're absorbing I don't expect any uh, uh, any of us to suddenly turn into Ruben Amarim um, uh, you know experts or to understand uh, why Deserby is absolutely the right choice because of X, Y and Z in any great detail or depth but I would like a kind of sensible discussion about it um, so have a think about those and what you're hearing and what you what your preference would be um, for the next day we'll include that in our chat um, on Friday next and to wrap up today, um, because, you know, this is the kind of pod that sort of tends to just last the course over the weeks or the week and a half or two weeks, whatever happens to be between shows, because we don't get match specific in a way in great detail. I just want to do what we usually do, which is to wrap up with something general and non-football. And my one has a really obvious bent to it because I'm trying to flog you something in terms of get your ears around something, not necessarily actually sell you something. But I am going to ask you if you have, both of you, any, what our usual slot here, any TV recs for anybody. I'm obviously going to go with True Detective, which I've really enjoyed. Um, and I'm gl- I'm so glad I enjoyed it because we committed to doing the Buzz, Buzz Podcast Companion series with it. And it means that Dave and I are doing two Buzz Podcasts a week. We usually record them back to back. It's a big old commitment that because you're watching the show a couple of times, you're making notes, you're watching the movie a couple of times, you're making notes. There's a lot of hours going into those things. So if you haven't Go and start, get your teeth sunk into True Detective Season 4, um, starring Jodie Foster and uh, Kaylee Reese, and have a go and see what you make of that. And then do listen as you go to our companion podcast series on Buzz, which is quite often um, uh, retweeted by the uh, AI channel, but not always. We do have our own separate um Twitter account. Um, we're going to have to do some things there in terms of getting that a little bit more publicized and more regularly publicized, but we'll work that out. Just letting you know it exists. So that's my little recommendation. Uh, and if you are a current fan of Buzz, 
would you please for next week go and have a look at the movie that we're going to do because you probably won't have seen it it's a movie called fatal deviation which is um a movie that has been voted really really highly uh opened the number one or number two in terms of the worst movies ever made um the reason that we are both interested in it particularly is that it was made just up the road from us by some people that we know if you can actually believe this as we were watching it i was having the experience of going that's my chemistry teacher Holy shit. I, I thought in, in, in one scene, I went, that's my chemistry teacher. And then I said, I taught that kid. They were both in one scene. They were both in one scene. And then later on, there's all these other scenes. I'm going, oh, I know that lad. He used to be a bouncer outside that pub. I know this guy. And so I was very aware of it at the time because we were making films um, um, ourselves. Um, I'd like to think ours were a little bit more artistic and uh, at a higher level, but this fatal deviation is probably one of the most joyous hour and 16 minutes you're going to have because you know that kind of good, bad, it's that. So if you get a chance, it's on YouTube, go and watch it. And then we have done, we started doing the show today for that. We were nearly an hour in and we barely covered the first 15 minutes. So it's a two-parter. <laughs> so that's to look forward to. So if you do want to enjoy the full uh, value of the show, get a look at that um, on YouTube. That's my extensive plug. I know it's very, very uh, self-centered in terms of the channel, but I do want to do it on our own show, obviously. But I, I did want to get it out there for whoever's listening to this. Lisa Marie, what about you? Anything you could recommend to people to distract them should the football become a bit stressful? Well, I haven't had a whole lot of TV time watching time lately. Um, speaking of which, they filmed a movie at my high school. It was before I was there, but um, oh, at close we have heard range, of it? yes. Well, I don't know. At close range, had Sean Penn, Christopher Walken. Yep. So I mean, you know, yep. Yep. relatively known people. <laughs> yep. So yes, that's my hometown um, and my high school. Which actually, that building doesn't even exist anymore. They literally. They needed to, ex they expanded the school over the years, but a couple of years ago, it was at the point where they basically built the new school in front of the existing building and moved into that and now are tearing the old school down. So, um, yeah, but anyway, so yes, um, but Sean was watching that movie. My husband, I don't know, it was a couple of years ago and I walked in, I'm like, what are you watching? He goes, at close range. I go, oh yeah, they filmed that in Franklin. And right as I said it, they were on the like town square. He goes. Oh, okay. And then, um, and I go, yeah, and out at my high school too. And, and he was like, really? So anyway, um, so yeah, a little, little local color there, but yeah, no, I haven't really had a chance to watch anything. I have enjoyed your buzz pods. Um, although I haven't been listening to the true detective ones because I haven't had a chance to watch the show yet. So I've, yeah. I've been listening to the, to the movies and, and the one about your favorite TV shows, which that was, that was quite enjoyable. Um, as, as well. So um, I, I enjoyed and I have been enjoying those. And I think actually my oldest son has listened to a couple of them as well, because he's very much into into movies and TVs since that's the industry he's wanting to work in. And um, so I've pointed him in that direction as well. So excellent stuff. Love it. Love it. And but actually, as far as anything, I've seen, I'm trying to think of what I've even watched. I have not watched. Well, you've, you've, you've given lately. us one. 
You've given us one. You've given us that close range. Yeah. So we'll, yeah. We'll, well, okay. I gave you that close range. Yes. Which, we'll take that. We'll take that. Cam, what about yourself, Cam? To wrap us up in terms of a recommendation. Okay. I was, I was going to say um, when you were watching that film and you saw your chemistry teacher in that shooting, did you go my effing ass? <laughs> tell me you said that you know you know anyway uh, i'm sure some people will uh understand that reference um uh, uh, moving, <laughs> moving swiftly on um i have been watching um true detective season four or five is it four isn't it four, four mate uh, yeah four yeah and um i got a very very strong fortitude vibe with it straight away um okay. but obviously um it, you know obviously setting that sort of a obviously setting alaska in the cold and whereas obviously the uh, fortitude was along the same lines as well so um i um probably not my favorite one out of all of them um and i'm a big fan of all the seasons i'm I'm not. I'm not having any of this nonsense. Or season two was rubbish and season three was crap and blah blah blah. For me, they're they're just all brilliant um, in their own little ways. So, um, um, but that's yeah. So, True Detective is really good. I'm just. I've just started episode seven out of eight of season two of Kin. Ah, oh, Kin, excellent. It's absolutely brilliant it yeah, really isn't is it? yeah it's just superb it's just um you know I'm, I'm terrible with names um i mean i was i was thinking as i was watching this i'm i've now watched nearly two whole seasons and i struggled to remember the names of even the you know the character names i'm just so it it, it just sort of goes over me even though when i sort of go back and think about it birdie eric viking uh, Dan, Michael, Amanda, you know, the, the names are all there, but when I'm watching it, I'm thinking, what's his name? What's her name? And, you know, it's really, really bizarre. Yeah. I, I, you know, so, and I do that with a lot of shows, but yeah, if Ken, it's on, um, it's, it's, it's a UK production. It's on it's, the BBC. It's Irish. It's it, well, Irish. It's, it is Irish. It's RTE. Like, yeah. It, it yeah. is. It is. But, but it's on BBC, I meant in that respect. Sorry. Um, but you'll probably find it on BBC iPlayer. So if you can get into BBC iPlayer, you'll find it. If you've got um, other ways of um, watching shows, then I'm sure you'll find it on there as well. (laughs) Whatever could you mean, Cap? I'm not saying a word. I've I've said too much. I've said too much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, do you need a good VPN? Then uh, Liberty. I was going to say Liberty VPN. Yeah. So uh, that's the way to go, and uh, I'm sure you'll find it. So, um, yeah. No, Kim, it's it's excellent. It's brilliant, and um, I'm going to finish it off tonight. Um, Once we've done now, I'm going to go downstairs, watch uh, rest of episode seven. And um, finish off with uh, episode eight. Great shout. And a smile on Gibbo's face as we plug Liberty Shield VPNs as well. Fantastic <laughs> stuff. Uh, could we be more on brand uh, than we currently have been for the last few minutes? That's how we're going to wrap up this episode of the Anfield Index podcast. You heard Lisa Marie Hanahan and Cam Branch. I've been Trev Denny here in my field in beautiful rural Ireland saying good luck. And we'll be back with you very soon. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. 
please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.